Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast today. So how is everybody doing? Whew, it's been sort of a long weekend, just coming out of the weekend right now with all sorts of really uh, good and cool kind of things. Had sort of a uh, major breakthrough this weekend. Uh, you would think it would be in the spiritual realm or this or that or, you know, uh, within the job arena or this, and you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> I actually figured out how to um, use a little piece of software, something I've had since last uh, November, and it's just the coolest thing in the world. Very, very useful, very practical. It's just one of those kind of things that gets took forever, you know, to try to figure out how it was set up and how to work it. So anyway, I blab on here. Sort of important, though, because most of us are listening uh, via some type of electronic device, right? So anyway, we're in John chapter 5, and we'd reached a point in the account right here where Jesus had an encounter with a man who was laying next to a pool, and he wanted to be healed. Remember when Jesus had come to him and says, do you wish to get well? And the man says, well, yeah, I'd love to. He said, but I can't because, sir, every time I, the pool is stirred up while I'm trying to come, remember he was infirmed and lamed or something. He says, somebody jumps in front of me and they step down the water before me. And there goes the healing. So Jesus looked at him in verse 8 and said, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Verse 9 said, immediately the man became well. He picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath on that day. Can you imagine not being able to move, being lame for 38 years? And then somebody come up and speaking that word over you, and all of a sudden healing come upon you and strength come upon you to where you're able to do what you want to do. And he gets up and he walks. He does what the man tells him to do. Verse 10 then, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath and it's not permissible for you to carry your pallet. So here this guy is. He is now healed, okay? He's healed. He's walking around. He's carrying a pallet. And he tells him, verse 11, he who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. So he's saying, hey, the one that healed me did this. So the conversation continues, verse 12. They ask him, who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? I mean, you can just hear uh, the cynicism and just the nasty attitude dripping off every word. Uh, but verse 13 tells us the man who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. So Jesus had just sort of turned around and walked out. And this guy had no idea who it was. He didn't know who healed him. Verse 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Now, that's sort of an interesting type of little phrase right there. And, you know, what does this mean? Well, we're really not sure. We know exactly what he says, okay? He says, you're well now. Jesus is telling him. And Jesus sought him out. Notice that. Jesus was the one that sought him out. And he found him in the temple. And he says, you become well. Do not sin anymore. So had the man been sinning? Well, you know, if you're a human being, you're sinning sometimes, Right? And so something here had happened. Was it a sin that had caused him to have this infirmity? Uh, perhaps. 
maybe even likely. So Jesus is saying, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. So the man finds out who it is that healed him. So the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Now, I'm not going to fault the man for this. You know, apparently he didn't really know the dynamic and what was going on. He didn't know that he was effectively turning Jesus over to them and giving them more ammunition. No, he didn't know that. The leadership had simply asked him. He finds out who it is, and he says, oh, okay, yeah, this is who it is. So verse 16, for this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. So that is what starts happening in the book now. You're going to see that the Jews, they start off persecuting Jesus, and then eventually get to the point rather quickly that they want to kill him. And it started off with what he was doing on the Sabbaths, how in their eyes he was not honoring the Sabbath. That's not true. Jesus never broke the Sabbath. He never dishonored the Sabbath. But he did not do what man said was supposed to be done in relationship to it. Verse 17 says this. Uh, yeah, verse 17. Jesus is saying this. He answered them, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. So you see what's going on. They're, they're persecuting Jesus because he's doing these things. Jesus is just saying, Hey, the father's doing this. I'm doing it because I see the father working. Verse 18. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Wow, well, that's ramping things up. Uh, verse 16, persecuting Jesus. Verse 18, they want to kill him. Okay, And the reason is because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So you see that Jesus would not back down from this. He would not back down from saying you know, who he was and why he was doing what he did. He said, I did it because the Father is working until now, and I myself am working. In other words, he's saying, when I see the Father doing something, that's what I do because I only do the things the Father has told me to do. We'll see that later. And this just infuriated the Jews uh, for a twofold reason. Because they thought he was breaking the Sabbath, though he really wasn't. And he was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God, which effectively he was saying. And boy, that just sent them over the edge. And when they started realizing what he was saying with that and how he was saying it, they are eventually going to come around and say, well, we've got enough reason and justification to kill him for blasphemy. That's where it's headed, okay? So anyway, check out the fifth chapter right here. Watch what's happening in the life of Jesus. We think we have it bad sometimes. Watch how Jesus handled the difficult situations. Watch how he always proclaimed the kingdom at hand. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.